I Suck at Dating with Dean Ungler, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Pardon my uh, annoyed temper today because <clears throat> I've just been... Um... Say it. Say it. You're mad at me. Yes, I'm very annoyed with one of our producers in studio right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is real and raw. She she makes it seem like I have an opinion that that uh, is taken into consideration at every turn, but in reality, it's just really whatever she says goes. And it's kind well, of Dean. Now I to defend the production staff of this show for a moment. When we say to you, Dean, what do you want to talk about on the show? I don't know. You don't really bring a lot to the table. You don't say, Hey, I did this. We could talk about that. Hey, let's talk about that. So we try to give you ideas, and sometimes you don't like those ideas. Well, yeah, you're right. A lot of times I don't like the ideas. Right, but see, so you have no ideas of your own, but you don't like our ideas. So then where, where does that leave us? I have a lot of ideas, but you guys shoot them down every single time. Uh, give us anything. Go ahead. Changing the name of the podcast for one. <laughs> budge on <laughs> one thing, on budge on one thing, and then I will begin to snowball and waterfall into more ideas. Jessica makes a really good point about the title of the podcast, if I may. Dean, funny story. I was at this guy's house. I just started seeing him. He was looking at something on my phone when out of nowhere, he just starts laughing. I look over at him, and after a second, I hear your voice coming from my phone. He then goes, I accidentally started the podcast, Help, I Suck at Dating, and he kept laughing. He couldn't even breathe. Another friend of ours started laughing, too. They both started making fun of me, how much I must suck at dating if I'm listening to a self-help dating podcast. Now, whenever I do something related to dating, he says, oh, did you learn that from Dean? <laughs> as fun as the ongoing joke is, I vote in favor of a name change. Help, dating sucks, works fine, and maybe next time someone stumbles upon your podcast on my phone, they'll think I just agree that dating sucks now that I actually suck at dating. Love the podcast, Jessica. Well, Jessica, first and foremost, I apologize because the tyranny here at iHeartRadio will not allow the name <laughs> of the podcast to change, no matter how much we lobby for it. Tyranny. And it's... It's kind of frustrating sometimes. Yeah. And a lot of it, like, I don't know what to talk about now because I still can't really be as open and honest as I want to be for the next two to three weeks while the show hasn't even aired yet for winter games and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. Like, it's like a weird, like, weird limbo phase right now. Well, let's. Could we end this podcast and start a new podcast with yeah. a different title? Yeah. <laughs> that costs money. Oh, that, that costs money? money? Oh, I didn't know that cost money. Okay. Well, we have a really nice looking logo. <laughs> the logo. Anyone's wondering. The logo that, can stay. Just change the words in it. Look, all we have to do is remove the I and the at, put the dating in front of the suck, and then double the S, put it at the end. Help dating sucks. Why is it you hate it so much, Deaners? Because, A, I think that only 1% of the people out there understand that it's a satirical title. Everybody does. <laughs> no. <laughs> B, when I tell people what I do every Tuesday from noon to 2 p.m., I would much... Feel, feel much more comfortable saying I have a podcast named Help Dating Sucks instead of Help I Suck at Dating. Th C, maybe it's just a, a sense of uh, a principle where, you know, if, if I have an idea for the first time in the 20 weeks we've been doing this and it gets adopted and accepted, it makes me feel more comfortable about this whole being a joint effort instead of me just kind of following my uh, opinions blindly. There, there could be, a, maybe there's a compromise to be found here. What if it became Help? Do you suck at dating? What's the difference? <laughs> well, then it's not you. It's someone else. It's them. It's the listener. Do you suck at dating? Not I suck so at dating. That's enough of a change. Like, we can change it to that? Is that okay? Possibly. I don't like we, that. You don't like that either? Oh you want the word suck? <laughs> well, you don't mind dating sucks. 
because I don't want it to make it all about them. I'll still take some of it for myself. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, we have another proposal. Do we suck at dating? Help, do we suck at dating? Why, what's wrong with help dating sucks? I'm so confused with what's wrong with that one. Does, it, does there have it's to be- It's a little negative. Does there have to be like pinpointing whether it's you, me, us- there has to be a pronoun in there somewhere. <laughs> Are we married to pronouns as, an, as a corporation? <laughs> Somebody else did make a point that dating sucks would be kind of a negative name for a podcast. I'm trying to find that one. That's probably Amy's email. She sent in from a... Here it is. Dating sucks. This is Jenny. Help dating sucks. It sounds too negative, and you might be advertising that it's just a podcast full of people who hate romance. If you want to keep it similarly formatted to the current name, how about something like help becoming dateable... Or how to suck less at dating. What about that one? How to suck less at dating. Maybe that? I like that one. Okay. Ooh. All right. It's a, it's a, it's a start. Well, Dean's smiling. That's a positive <laughs> step. I feel like I have a pizza in my in my teeth. Well, we got pizza from CPK. It was fantastic. It's delicious. It was cauliflower crust. Healthy, too. It's like eating a vegetable. If I didn't know it was cauliflower crust, I would have said, boy, that crust is really good. I would have said that just out of nowhere because I had noted to myself, that's really good crust. Turns out it's cauliflower. Or the uninitiated. That's California Pizza Kitchen, right? CPK? CPK. I don't think they go with that anymore. I think it's, oh yeah, I guess they do. It's right there it's on the on box. The box. <laughs> well, because sometimes these companies do that. They go to initials, and then you never ever hear again what like KFC. Kitchen Fresh Chicken. Kentucky Fresh, Fresh Chicken. Fried. I swear to God, that's what they changed it to. It's no more Kentucky Fried. Huh. Anyway. But forget about Kentucky Fried because CPK is here and it's delicious. Will you accept how to suck at dating less? That's just well, so that's many words little, a mouthful. That's a little, how to suck less at dating. It's like Yoda. If Yoda made a title, that's what it would be. <laughs> how to suck less at dating is what Jenny proposed. Huh? It's it's a, a step in the right direction. That's great. Yes. Thank you, Dean. Let's iterate upon that and figure, it, figure out exactly what we want to do. Tell us about your week, because we're later than usual this week. What's been going on with you? It's Thursday already. Thursday, yeah. I feel like it's been so long since I've seen you guys. It's been too long. What, what have you done days? this week? Have you gone out? What have I done this week? Spent the week in New York, or spent Monday to Wednesday in New York. Wow, what were you doing there? Went with Amanda Stanton, Ashley I, and Eric Bigger out there for a uh, an event with Lord and Taylor in the league. Uh, funny enough, we were giving out dating advice and fashion advice for for some New York locals out there. Um, went to the beach a bunch this weekend with some friends. Is it too cold to go to the beach? Oh. I mean, it's January. Uh, it was like in the eighties. It was actually really nice. Oh, nice. Um, we had a wig party for one of my bald friends. He turned twenty-seven, so we all decided to wear wigs and have a surprise birthday party for him. Is he bald by choice, or bald by nat- nature, or it's bald kind of, by illness? Kind of one of those things where he was balding as a young, uh, early twenties individual, and decided to just kind of take it and run with it and shave his head bald. And now he kind of accepts it. You know, so nice. bald by choice, but by necessity as well. I know a guy who in high school lost, just went completely yeah. bald, and now he wears a wig. But it's a very high-end wig. Because there's something about being in control of a situation that makes you feel more comfortable about it. Wig, maybe not so much, but... What, what would you do? Like, you, uh, I, have a, I have a bald spot. Uh, if you got that, would you have an issue with that? Would you shave your head? Or well, I, what... shaved, I shaved my head bald last year. Last October. Like a year and a half ago. For uh, what reason? Um, there were multiple reasons. One reason... Aerodynamics. I just, aerodynamics. I was uh, I was trying to actually qualify for the uh, Summer Olympics, 2020. Um, I just got a mole removed on the side of my head that I always thought was really unsightly, and it was like it was like you could see it through the hair sometimes. And I was like, I always wanted to be bald, but I didn't want this mole to be sticking out. Um, I don't know. My mom was bald for a long time, so I was oh, like, right, yeah. what, could I, what would it be like to be bald? You know. So there's like a lot of things. I was like, eh. and then I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna do it. And so I took the the clippers and. And buzzed the line through my hair, and I was like, all right, there's no turning back now. And it was honestly a horrible experience. I looked hideous for <laughs> two or three months. Um, 
But what else? And then you, per, you don't have the head for it, the skull, the shape, the cranium. You know, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I think my ears are weird. Mm. Yeah. And I think that one of my uh, best physical qualities is my hair. And so when I lose that, like if I had, if I was bald and had brown eyes, I probably would never. No one would even look twice at me. That's not true, Rude Dean. Come brown on. Eyes. Oh, no, no, no. no. Oh, hey. Some people pull off brown eyes. I'm just saying. I, okay. Everything else on my face is is uh, unsightly. Like my nose, my lips, my cheeks, all that kind of stuff. Dean. But it's it's. <laughs> but it gets brought up a little bit higher because of the blue eyes and because of the flowy hair. So you're saying flowy hair and blue eyes is like the draw for you. Those are your best features, and, you, and you're proud of those, and you feel like that's what gets people attracted yes, to you. Yes, but if you look past the blue eyes and the hair, there's not much going on. <laughs> I mean, this is a weird conversation to have, because I don't want to sit here and reassure you that you're attractive, but I think there's a lot going on. Um, no, I appreciate I think that, but it's just Erica, because you're lost in the eyes and the hair right now. Yes. You're a heterosexual female. Correct. Imagine Dean, different hair, brown eyes, green eyes, whatever, but not such striking eyes. The problem is I think I've seen you bald, the photos. Yeah. It's not awesome. <laughs> like, okay. It's All admittedly right. not awesome, yeah. but uh, I don't know. The rest of your face is fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, but maybe fine. I think you just proved his point that without his hair in his oh. eyes, he's an average looking guy. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. no, but like you also have nice tan skin. Like that's a good thing. Yeah, but that fades. Oh, well, sorry. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. So I, when he I, goes bald and his tan fades? But I, this is interesting it's that everybody has these insecurities about their own physical appearance. Even somebody who seems to the outsider as handsome as Dean Unglert, <laughs> he, does, he doesn't like his nose, his mouth, his chin, his ears, whatever it is. But everybody has that. You're so used to your own features, you don't know how beautiful you really are. Oh. oh. <laughs> but that's probably true. George Clooney. I don't know, Giselle Boonchen. They probably look in the mirror and they're like, oh, I don't like how my nose is. or that, that, You know, don't you think? It's like when I look back to, uh, do you guys ever play like uh, Madden or like NBA 2K or anything? Like that? Yeah. You can like create a player and, <laughs> and like give him a name, give him a number, all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And like every time I would create a player, like a couple weeks into playing with that player, I'm like, ah, I'm sick of the way this guy looks. But then it's like, you can't do that in real life. Like you look in the mirror every single day for 26 years. You're like, ah, I'm sick of the way this guy looks. You, you can, can grow a beard. I can't grow a beard. You can't? No. Me neither. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Never. Wow. Look at that. <laughs> this podcast. That was, that was riveting, stuff. riveting. Riveting stuff here, everyone. Uh, hey, we uh, got a lot of emails about uh, the opening lines to use on a dating app. Okay. Erica's on. I need so much help. Yes. Erica's on a bunch of these. Erica's the one that told us about the. Um, the gift, the subseal. 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 And you know what? It's been working pretty well. Really? Yeah. I've gotten a lot of response. Uh, Erica did, had a date last night that she did not <laughs> bother to go to. Oh. I didn't like stand him up. Like I told him I didn't feel well. Well, she, not, not feeling well she knows is bogus, right? He knows that. I don't know. We haven't talked since. He said, I'm so sorry. Let me know when you're feeling better. And Why did you, you decide to bail? I just was not into it like at all. Like I just didn't want to go. I think it's also because this thing happens when you're on dating apps where you're talking to one person who you like more than anyone else you're talking to. And so you feel like until you meet that person, you shouldn't go out with anyone else. So you're, you're focused too much on one guy in the yes. app. I and see. like that is not a good strategy. That's not the point of the apps. I, I encourage you to go out with the guy last night just because I feel like it's good to stay in the game and to practice dating. I've been so out of the game so long. It doesn't, <laughs> I don't have to stay in the game. But that's why. You got to get in, get in there a little bit. Yeah, it's good to get some reps in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Practice. Maybe some other time. That is an interesting point that you make, though, with there being one person that you really want to go on a date with, and then until you get that date, you're kind of like, eh, I don't really have to go on any other dates until yeah, I get like, that one. why waste my time if I'm still talking to this other guy? Which you are. Which what's, I am. What's inhibiting you from going on a date with that guy? 
So he lives in San Diego, mm. which is kind of problematic. How'd you like match it then? He was in LA, going to Australia. He was in Australia for two weeks. I hope he doesn't listen to this show. Um, <laughs> and then he just got back, and now he's going to Lake Tahoe. That's just selfish. When you're traveling, wait, he's going to Lake Tahoe this weekend? Yeah. So am I. Oh, okay. look for him. Cool. So what's interesting about this guy, and she uh, she showed me the pictures of him, and he's a very good-looking guy, but she was concerned about his height. Which, yeah. And I say this because we tend to really nitpick these photos on these dating apps. True. Because there's really no evidence, as you scroll through, <laughs> that he's short. Mm-hmm. He's standing with other guys. He seems to be the same height as all the other guys he hangs out with. There's really no evidence, but she just had a feeling he might not be tall enough for her liking. Can I see the picture? How tall are you? Yeah. I'm 5'7", but like 5'8 on a good day, so I'm kind of tall for a girl. Okay, but still, we should at least meet him. Don't we owe it enough to meet the guy before we make these kind of judgments about him? I think I could be a pretty good authority on whether he's tall or not. Okay, good. Let's bring him up and let's find out. Was he staying next to like a you must be this tall to ride thing? Like what are you using as reference for his height? I'm just using... other people. But like he sent me a photo from Australia and he's taller than all the girls in the picture, so like... I don't know if I should be that concerned. Whenever I meet someone in real life, they're always like, "You look so, you're so much taller than I expect you to be." That was my first impression of you. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Under, I don't, did I, I don't, did I come across as short on television in my Instagram profile? Maybe <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't know. That is interesting. You're on his Facebook, so please, like, we are not. All right, I'm looking don't. at his profile picture on Facebook. Okay, please. is he? He's the one right there. Oh yeah, he's cute. Uh, <laughs> That's what I said. I like to believe I can match with cute men. Uh. I'm glad he got out of his high school phase. This is back in 2011. Yeah, you're probably really far into it. He's short. He's probably 5'10". <laughs> okay, see, but... <laughs> Gaze closed. <laughs> to be fair, 5'10 is not a deal breaker for me. Okay, good. 5'9 is a deal breaker. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. If he's the perfect guy, you're going to say no because of an inch? Because right now you can wear two-inch pumps. Depends but the... where the inch is. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Erica, Erica, ladies and gentlemen. That was, that was, oh, that was quick. That was good. Did you guys plan that before you came in here? <laughs> yeah, it's a little tricky. like this, to do. Say this. Uh, Maddie has an idea for opening lines. Oh, first of all, she thinks we should bring back the term going steady. I love that term. I used that when I was in the dating game. And actually, when I'd ask a girl to go steady, I would give her a pin. What? A pin? Yeah. Which is like straight out of the 50s, isn't it? It is straight out of the 50s. You give them your Letterman jacket. I don't play sports, so I wouldn't. I would give them, I would buy a pin. You're supposed to give them your like class pin, uh-huh. but my school didn't do that because it was 2002. So I, uh, I just bought a, a pin and I would give it to him and say, do you want to go? I, you know, Hey Becky, we've been having a lot of fun together. I would like it if you went steady with me, catches them off guard. They usually say yes. Wow. They don't know what to do. Exactly. <laughs> and they accidentally end up in a relationship. Yep. <laughs> then uh, I make them miserable for yeah. a couple more weeks and uh, <laughs> go on our way. Maddie says spending time with someone and going out is in my opinion, dating, but there's not really a word right now in our culture that's used for when that dating relationship gets more serious and has more intentionality. Nice word there, Maddie. Mm. That's why I think we need to bring back going steady. Makes it sound like there is intentionality, and it's more than two people just casually spending time together. Lastly, the best opening line to start a conversation on a dating app is two truths and a lie. Go. That's not bad. Once they respond, I try to guess which one was a lie, and it often leads to a conversation where we talked about the true things. I like that. So what she's saying is the going steady is the bridge between dating and boyfriend-girlfriend, just to cover that one first. Is it or is it boyfriend girlfriend? I think it maybe I, replaces why boyfriend don't we girlfriend. Call it having a relationship. The problem I always ran into is that there needs to be like a you need to like schedule a meeting and like deliberations for when you <laughs> when you get to call someone your girlfriend. You know, and I always thought that was such a weird thing 
because you always feel like a nerd going like, oh, you're my girlfriend now. You know? <laughs> so I felt if you if you make it about going steady, because it's such an old term, it makes it kind of fun. It takes the pressure off of it. And also it lets them know what your intentions are. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. Just, if a man asked me to go steady, I think I would walk You'd out. Hit the bricks? I'd I don't be know. like, this is it. I don't know if this is oversharing. I don't know if I'm going to get scrutinized for this, but in a relationship recently <laughs> that I may be currently in, <laughs> Hypothetically, Mark. Hypothetically, yes. <laughs> there was the dating phase that was going on, and then all of a uh, well, not all of a sudden, but like after a couple of days of like culminating and thinking and like deciding, I'm uh, not deciding, but like just thinking things over. I just went into it, woke up one morning, and just started calling her my girlfriend, and it almost like didn't really give her the chance to be like, I don't want to be not like this. She could, she was gonna she say could, I don't want to be. If she wanted to, she could. But it's like instead of instead of a, or by avoiding the conversation, it'd be like, "Are you my girlfriend? Or do you want to be my girlfriend?" That kind of thing. I was just like, uh, "Hey, my girlfriend uh, needs a glass of water. I'm gonna go get her one real quick. I'll be right back." Like that kind of thing. And then she like heard me say that I was, she was my girlfriend enough times, and then she was just like, "I'm his Blake. I'm his girlfriend." Here's why that's <laughs> Is great. That weird. I know. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> Beautiful. Because there's always weirdness, and nobody knows. And now you've told her. And now she doesn't have to ask. She doesn't have to wonder. She doesn't have to have the conversation. There's a girl on our staff. I don't want to name her. Yes, yes. But remember, she was in the early part of a relationship, yeah. wasn't sure. And they were out shopping with some other friends. And he kind of came up behind her and put her shoulder and said, touched, uh, her, head. touched her head and said, is this my girlfriend? Nope, that's not my girlfriend. This is my girlfriend. It's the first time we'd ever said the word before. And she was like, oh, See, apparently I'm his girlfriend. It's- she was happy to hear it. And then she was like, well, maybe I should still have the conversation. No, you shouldn't because... He doesn't want, guys don't want that conversation. Mm-hmm. He's saying that very intentionally, like you did. You said it very intentionally. Because the girls always say, well, maybe he's just saying that. Maybe he didn't think about it. No, the guys thought about it. If he's going to drop that word, it's very intentional and he has given it thought. Accept it, embrace it, and move forward. And there are obviously certain circumstances where you can do it. Like if you're only, you've only been on a few dates with someone and you're not clearly exclusive. Like in this case, we were very clearly exclusive. exclusive. And I didn't, I hate, I hate the, uh, the arbitrary dating thing. So it's like, you go out to a bar, um, you can't say I have a girlfriend if you guys haven't kind of labeled yourselves as boyfriend and girlfriend yet. So it kind of gives you the opportunity to be like, this is what we are. This is the label that we have now. Um, it says so much. It yeah. says, I'm not seeing anyone else. You're not allowed to see anyone else. This is a thing now. Erica, you're welcome to chime I in and not your big faces. I like the way that you said you're not allowed to see anyone. <laughs> you are my property But now. I guess if she had a problem with it, she would have said, yes. <laughs> no, you're not. Yes, Don't call exactly, me exactly. You're not allowed in the sense that if you do, it's going to be a problem. I'm going to be hurt if you do. And that was That's a tricky thing, too. I think I had to say the word girlfriend about 10 times before I first heard the word boyfriend back. Uh, so it was just a matter of, I But it's, sa- it's safer than like an I love you or something like Ooh. that, which is a big one and a major, you need a response to that. Girlfriend, you don't even need a response. Well, I think for, for this situation, too, it was more like I, I would say that she the first nine times she heard the word girlfriend, she was just like, ah, oh, he's just joking around. He's just like being a, a goof. But then the 10th time she heard it, she's like, that's the one. That's so what she, I needed. So you never talked about it. You just heard her say boyfriend. And that's when you knew that it was heard and accepted. We talk about it after the fact. OK. She was like, why did you start calling me your girlfriend one day? And I was like, I wanted you to be my girlfriend. And I didn't really know how else to go about Asking you to be, so I just started calling it you, my girlfriend, and thank you for going along with it. I think that's great. I don't know if ABC is going to sue me for this, for the hypothetical relationship that you're not even really in, as far as we know. Yes, right. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm saying. We're saying in a hypothetical relationship that would be a cool thing. Right. We'll talk about it more some other time. Good. I can't wait. Here's another opening line suggestion. Oh, where did it go? Here it is. Uh, this is Kelsey. <laughs> 
This is her favorite opening line. She says, "This actually hooked a dude. It only lasted about three weeks, but this did create success. She said to him, have you heard the joke about the butter? And no. he responded, no. And she said, well, I don't want to spread it. Uh, I would not. Answer that. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you even like puns. It sounds like butter is a venereal disease in this case. <laughs> and that's what they're trying to avoid. That's true. <laughs> Well, it doesn't really, that one doesn't work quite as well right, as the well, cheese. Kelsey said that one worked to Sorry, some Kelsey. extent for her. <laughs> I don't want to spread it. Well, then why would she ask him if he had heard about the butter in the first place? It's an icebreaker. I understand it's an icebreaker, but she could. Then she goes, I don't want to spread it. And then he goes, ha, 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 or LOL. It could be a whole lot butter, though, if, you're, if you ask oh, me. Uh, Shut I think you and Kelsey are a perfect pair, actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, anyway, so Erica, so just the sup seal, you're experimenting with other gifts. Oh, no, strictly sup seal. Hey, whatever works. Because I think it's like funny and like, why is an animal raising his hand at you? <laughs> right? I had a whole oh, conversation question. actually with this boy in San Diego. I hate The whole I hate conversation the... was sup seal, and then he sent a cat sliding in saying sup. And I was like, you know what? It's pretty weird that there is actual video footage of these animals doing these things. How, how, they create gifts. how do you get out of the gift yeah, gif off? Have you exchanged words, or has it been uh, no? We've, perpetual we've been gifts? talking for weeks now. I can. With I gifts. don't know what we start talking about. Let me. See. I don't mind a full conversation with only gifts, but at some point, at you'll some have point, to break you do have it. to. Um, oh look at that! I have messages on Bumble that oh, I have not. Oh, I mean, because I haven't been on here because I've been I've exchanged numbers with this person. Um, Who do you have messages from? I don't know. Two boys. Shorty? Shorty McGee? No, he's when I've exchanged numbers oh, okay. with. Shorty McGiff face? No, I haven't answered his last text from last night. Just playing the game here, people. So he has your number? Yeah, yeah. We you exchanged when he got back from Australia. And you text with the guy you blew off last night? Yeah. Okay. So these are new people? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So. I have no interest in them. By the uh. way, how we got out of the gifting was he said, so what are you up to tonight? Oh. And then we just started talking. I, We've been I, talking for I still weeks. hate the gif. As a first message, I just I can't. There's nowhere to go from there. It's it's basically yeah. doing the exact same thing as saying hey. Okay, what do you want? Like an essay on why you should talk to me? So what do you think? What yeah? What do you, what would work? What would be funny? You That's don't like the puns. Joke. You don't like the gifts. Can I reactivate my Bumble? Go back to when I was on it two years ago and yes. see which messages I enjoyed the most. I don't know if you can do that or not. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I can. Either. Yeah, we don't know about that database, but. <laughs> Um, well, if there are any male listeners for this podcast, which we have had a few, we've had a few uh, men call in and email in all that kind of stuff. Um, but say you're looking for a gift for your sister, for your mom, um, whoever it is for Valentine's Day, because, uh, you know, just because you're not you might not be dating someone doesn't mean that you don't have to give them a gift on Valentine's Day. Or you can get your girlfriend clothes. But I'm saying as a female listener of this podcast, oh. trying to plug a female <laughs> clothing store. Right, right, right. Just because it's Valentine's Day doesn't mean you can't get like your mother a gift, your sister a gift. Valentine's Day, a Valentine's Day gift. Spoil yourself. I mean, thread it with these prices, you'd be silly not to. Yes, and leave yeah. it to Mark to to look at it selfishly. Spoil yourself. <laughs> get something for you. Um, Valentine's Day is coming up. Valentine's Day is coming up. Uh, you can definitely go on threadup.com and peruse their section. It's basically like going to an online thrift store 
I'm on ThreadUp.com right now, and it's really amazing, these prices, because, I mean, thrift stores are such a great deal, but when you walk into one, it's a little daunting. There's so much in that place, and you don't know where to start. Some are in piles. Some are on racks. But when you go to ThreadUp.com, it's so simple. You can go wherever you want. I want a, a blue shirt. You're going to find a blue shirt. You can literally just search, I want a blue shirt. Boom. They're going to give you all the blue shirts they got in the prices. They got jackets. They got sweaters from $4. They got dresses from $8. Handbags from $12. Designer. Designer shoes, handbags from $10. So it's basically just going to like a regular e-commerce shopping site. But you're getting 90% off of this. The 90% off is what we're talking about. And 35,000 brands. Right. Imagine that thrift store you walk into with 35,000 brands. You turn around, you walk right out. I can't handle that. But this is so simple. A thrift store with 35,000 articles of anything in there I think would be a little That's nonsense. a lot. But that's what's nice about ThreadUp is you can, again, set those filters, figure out exactly what you're looking for. Um, you don't have to spend all those countless uh, hours, I guess, sifting through the racks at the thrift stores. So go to threadup.com slash Dean for an extra 30% off. They're already great prices. Uh, again, that's threadup.com slash Dean. Thread up without an A, T H R E D U P dot com slash Dean. Thread typically has an A in it, but right here it doesn't for thread up. No A. Remember no that. T H R E D U P. Also, every item goes through a 12 point quality inspection process. So these are like new. You don't have to worry about the fact that these aren't necessarily new because some actually is brand new with the tag still on them. Don't wait another minute. Don't. Thanks for guiding us through that, Mark. I appreciate it. <laughs> Man, it's been my pleasure. <laughs> What's next? Emails. I picked this one because I can relate to it. Hi, Dean and Mark and Erica. <laughs> hey, Easton. And Easton. <laughs> Hi. I wanted your opinion on my current relationship. I've been dating the same guy for two and a half years. I'm 25, he's 30, and I love him, but things have never been easy. We've had to work through a lot of differences in opinion. He doesn't want kids. I do. He wants to be a pastor. And I'm not interested in being a pastor's wife, though we are both religious. He's very conservative. I'm more on the liberal side. I know opposites attract, but we have had to have some real conversations and make some real changes to work through all these things. We're doing great right now, but I can't help wondering when the next disagreement is coming. I'm scared to walk away and start over, even though we don't live together or anything and it would be a clean break. We're definitely in a spot to take the next step in our relationship, but I'm so nervous. I could see myself spending the rest of my life with him, but is it possible to be 100% sure? Is it just cold feet? I'm not big on commitment, so maybe that's it. Love the show. And Dean, congrats on your new secret relationship. (laughs) Uh, Thank you, Selena, but that is hypothetical. Yes, the hypothetically secret relationship. I picked this one because I, when my wife and I were first dating uh, a long, long time ago, 20 years ago, she was very religious and I am not very religious. And we were able to bridge that gap. And the main way that we did is, is by respecting each other's views. Um, she didn't love it at first that I wasn't a religious person, but I would go to church with her uh, to this day uh, from time to time. We all go to church together as a family with the two kids. So it's, it's all about respecting each other's opinions and not, you know, if I were uh, making fun of her or criticizing her beliefs or vice versa, that's never going to work. But as long as you respect what the other person believes in. However, that was a, a way we were able to bridge it. But, huh, I mean, there's a lot here that you disagree on. My thing with this is she saying that she wants kids and him saying he doesn't want kids, I think that's going to be a big hurdle for them. That alone is a major problem. Yeah. I don't think it's uh, obviously not firsthand or secondhand experience, but I think I've heard stories where um, it's very similar to this. Like they love each other. One wants kids. One doesn't want kids. The one that 
wants kids, thinks that eventually the other one will want kids. He turns out not to want kids 10, 20 years from now. Um, and then she has, you know, incredible like remorse and regret for not ever really being able to have those children. Um, I don't know. I think that's kind of, that's a big, that's a big, big deal. It is because you're always going to want kids. That's not going to change. And even if he does change his mind, he may not be the dad you want him to be if he's not a guy that wanted kids in the first place. Then there's the religious differences. Then there's the uh, political differences, which there have been times in the history of America where that was something you could overcome. But nowadays, if one of you is really into Donald Trump and one of you really, really is not into Donald Trump, I'm not sure how to make that work. As silly as that may seem, it's just politics. Who cares, right? There's a lot but of fundamental differences here. As lo- it dominates the headlines every single day. Like, I don't know how you don't have a daily argument about what Trump is up to. But what about the age-old argument opposites attract? And she, she mentions that in there. That works with she's a little bit country, I'm a little bit more rock and roll. <laughs> I don't think it works with something like this. Like, this is beyond that. I mean, I agree, but she did say that she's in love. She yeah, is in love. in love. Two and a half years. Oh. Erica, what do you think here? I think this is awful and get out. Why are you, if you don't want to be a pastor's wife and he wants to be a pastor, that to me is the biggest problem. I could never be a pastor's wife. That is just. That is a role. That is not like being. Exactly. Uh, you know, a mailman's wife. <laughs> a pastor's wife <laughs> right. is a role. Right. Yeah. It's a big deal. It's, that's funny. Do, do you ever, uh, I guess you maybe not remember, but Melania Trump, when she, when Trump was elected president, he she was like. I heard sobbing, like uncontrollably. That's she was like, said. I never expected him to actually win. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Like, it's a, because it's a first lady's a role. Like, right. And maybe Pastor's she wanted it, maybe she didn't. Yeah, I, my gut is two and a half years, you don't live together, it's a clean break, it might be time to make that break, and if it's meant to be, you will find your way back to each other and the compromises will be found. Unless Mark, di- or I'm sorry, unless Easton disagrees, I think we have a clear consensus on no, that. I'm on board, get away from him. Yeah. <laughs> now. Well, now, do it right now. <laughs> Call him up and it right now. Put this podcast on pause. Call him up. We'll be waiting. And then resume the rest of it once you're done with the phone call. Uh, this is, I'm not sure how to pronounce this one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess it's, oh, let's just go with this one. This is easier. It's just from M. <laughs> M. I'm 19, pretty young, have next to no dating experience. This isn't really a source of angst for me, and that's what's kind of my issue. I think about the nebulous future, and I would like to one day have someone to spend it with, but my problem is I have absolutely no desire to date. It's not fear of putting myself out there. It's more like I think about dating, and I really can't imagine it being something I want to do. I'm a sophomore in college, a very rigorous school, super busy all the time, focusing on myself, also quite introverted, as we talked about last week, and don't enjoy meeting new people, though I'm actually pretty good with introductions and conversations. How do I get over this? I've been on a few dates. I don't even have the experience to say if I like it or not. Should I just wait and see if one day I want to try it, or should I bite the bullet and make myself try? Help. Uh, make yourself try, M. That's funny because I can uh, empathize with her being an introvert but being good with introductions and conversations because I think we talked about that last week yeah. kind of the same way. Um, yeah, I mean, 19 super young. Were You You guys were all, all dating at 19, right? Yeah. For the yeah, most part? Yeah. But I don't know. I like M, and I feel like M's doing it right. I don't know. Am I crazy? I feel like she's focused on herself and school, and when you're 19, that's what you want to focus on, and it will happen. A guy's going to come and ask you out and sweep you off your feet. I would never I would never advise anyone to put school in a backseat for dating. I think the fact that she's going to a rigorous right. school and all that kind of stuff, that's and, and that's her priority. I think that's important. I think she should stick with that. But at the same time, it's like if she feels so compelled to want to date someone. But I see that's the thing is she doesn't. But I also think using the excuse of I'm so busy, like really that sets you up for the rest of your life. I am so busy and I use that every day of my life. I don't want to... 
go date because of it. So she's setting herself up for being almost 25 and not wanting to go on dates because so she's so busy. So you're saying, look at me, Em. Yeah, like, I am your future. You can do so much better than this, Em. <laughs> So but I guess the, the point that I'm trying to make is that it does obviously it clearly bothers her that she's not dating. Well, she wrote the email, so yeah. that's true. Yes, and if it bothers her that much, she should date, but she should never compromise anything else, like her school or herself or her own. She doesn't have to quit school to like date. Well, someone. not. But like I'm saying, right. like if if she thinks going to a party or something will allow her to like start dating, but this is gonna like sacrifice her doing her homework or something like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do that. I don't like her going on Tinder, Bumble, Hinge though. Do you guys? I mean, I don't like uh, that yeah. much effort into it. I think that's a lot of time consumption and for someone that doesn't already have a lot of time. I agree. I also think that if we focus on ourselves, we become better people for which <sighs> to have relate. What is that? I'm sorry. People tell us that all the time and it's like, I know plenty of really, really awesome self-aware people, including myself, who are single. Okay, so, I just feel like when you're 19, she's still kind of becoming the woman she's going to be and focusing on herself as a positive thing, and it's going to be a great thing one day for the guy that she meets and falls in love with. Okay, I that, accept that. I mean, there's two ways, there's two sides to it, I guess. Do you think that someone that is very clearly understanding of like who they are as a person is easier to date than someone that's kind of more of like a blank canvas still trying to figure themselves out? Because yeah. then for the person that they're dating, they're, they're able to have like these imp- opinions and influences on that person. Otherwise they're willing to like bend and, and kind of like change themselves a little bit to, to make the other person happy. So like there's, there's kind of like two sides to that story, you know, like if she's investing in herself, then what she's going to do, is she's going to come out of it more self-aware, more understanding of who she is and what she wants. But that also kind of narrows down the the pool for her because she's going to have a smaller sliver of the people that she's going to be interested in yeah. versus if she is going on more dates, she's going to be like experiencing more things and like understanding that a relationship is a two-way street where she has to give some of herself and get some of them, all that kind of stuff. Mm. So I'm just saying there's two sides to it, in a sense. True. Yeah, that was really insightful. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. That was my one thing I guess for we have day. no answer for her. Yeah. And I think, I think, that <laughs> to, of course. <laughs> no, I think Mark had an answer for her. I you do I, you. That's my answer. Keep doing you. I honestly think, I think that she, I think you're wise. I think she should stay off dating apps, all that kind of stuff. And I think that she shouldn't dwell on the negatives of not going on dates but she also shouldn't shy away from any possibility of going on one you're uh, in college too you're surrounded by guys some the guy's going to ask you out or you're going to get interested in a guy find yourself having feelings and this will all blossom and here's the deal with college you're in college for four years in my case five years you don't get another opportunity like that again in your life it's like a, it's an opportunity where yes of course you have to work hard go to school get good grades so you can have a good career but it's also a time where you can like explore yourself and like figure out and like have fun and obviously Mm -hmm. like be like a little bit less inhibited than you're gonna have to be later on in life agreed kendall writes hi dean mark and easton and erica and erica Erica. (laughs) i love your podcasts and in one of your early podcasts you mentioned you were an aries and so am i and ever since then i totally relate to what you have to say and the way you view things so maybe we should all maybe they should know what we all are so they can relate to all of us erica you're an aries i'm an aries easton scorpio and i'm a cancer just so everyone knows I've been in a relationship almost five years. We started dating in college, hit it off right away. Our relationship has been great. I definitely see a future with him. I'm almost 24, about to start my career and the next chapter in my life. He's 27 and is having a more difficult time finding what he wants to do with his career. I feel this is hindering him from wanting to make the next step in our relationship, moving in together, engagement, whatever it may be. I'm not saying I need all this right away, but I want to know that this is something he will want as well. My question is, do you think a person needs to be settled in their career, life, and financially in order to make the next big step in a relationship? Thank you for your time. Keep providing us with excellent podcasts to listen to. That's Kendall with one L. Kendall with one L. Yep. 
I don't want to feel that one right away because I feel like I'm the least uh, authoritative on that subject. All right. I think I'm pretty authoritative on it, actually, because um, and maybe just because I always do. But I was uh, dating my wife, who uh, was very young when we started dating. She was 18 and I was 26. And so it was now, at this point, she was 22 and I was 30. And I was not, by any stretch, where I wanted to be in my career. In fact, in fact, I was working at Disneyland. Doing what? Uh, hosting the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire show at Disney's California okay. Adventure. Which was a great, by the way, I, that was the best job I've ever had in my life, without any question. To date? To date. <laughs> and because it, it was nothing but fun. Anyway, the point is that I knew that wasn't a long-term position. It was a show. It was going to end, and that would be that. So I wasn't where I wanted to be. I didn't have any money. She was about to start uh, going to Moore Park College, uh, an animal training program they have, which is really neat but really intensive for two years. It was not the time for me to propose. But I had to because there was no question in my mind that we were going to be together forever. So I even in the speech I gave her when I proposed, which she probably didn't really understand because I was crying. Um, Aww. I was a mess. But what I was saying was, I know that we're not where we want to be financially, professionally, anything, but I don't care about any of that because I just want to be with you forever. So I guess my point is, in his mind, he may be thinking that way, but I hope he's not because if he's sure about you that that's all that should matter, it shouldn't matter what kind of situation your careers are in. That's my opinion. Now, as far as advice for you, uh, you know, I'm not sure how you have the conversation with him because that's kind of an awkward thing to bring up. But that may be where his head is. That he does want to marry her or that he needs some time? He may feel like I, I can't go to her dad and say I want her hand oh. in marriage when he's in debt or he's... Did you go to Amy's father? I did. And he was okay with it? Yes, he was very nice about it. Even though I was so much older and had long hair. You were so old. I think I think generally speaking, the person you guys don't need to be settled in your career. I think it's kind of silly to say like you can't propose to someone or be engaged until you're settled in your career and like you understand what your your life and your finances are gonna be, like all that kind of stuff. To Mark's point, like once you know you're gonna spend your life with someone, why not start spending it with them as soon as possible in spite of not being exactly where you want to be in your life? When uh, you know, you know. Yeah. And that's all that matters. And yeah. Yeah. But I understand a guy. guys get overwhelmed with that. Yeah, I mean, I waited about a year after I knew that I wanted to propose to Allison because I wasn't, I was, because I was telling my friends, like, what am I going to do? Say, hey, I want you to come live in my studio apartment. With, you know, I right. just, I, I didn't have any money. I, you know, my, my career was in a spot I was happy with, but I wanted to see how many more levels I could get to. And then uh, I finally, I was like, I just got to do this. And I went and talked to her parents and they were like, what took you so long? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, were you living by yourself? I was. Mark, were you you were living by yourself too, right? Uh, yes. We, we we moved in together actually right before I proposed. That's a good point, I guess, because you're typically. And again, I'm tr I'm kind of flipping this back on myself because I've never lived by myself. Oh, I I'm so far from any of this. So. <laughs> what you live? You have roommates. I have roommates, and I have no relationships. So. <laughs> <laughs> I guess my. Would you guys have ever considered proposing to your girlfriends at the time had you not lived with them? Yeah. I didn't yeah. Live yeah. With yeah. My Oh, but, you, but I'm sure you guys were staying together often. Yeah, we spent a lot of time. We weren't living together, though, until after I proposed. So, we moved in before I proposed. She didn't know I was about to propose, but I did, and that made me more comfortable as far as her parents were against it. They, didn't, they, they were fine with us. They were fine with me. But moving in together before marriage, they were not okay with, 
and I knew they were mad about it. But in my back of my mind, I know it's literally a week, mm-hmm. and I'm going to propose, and everything's going to be fine. And it was. So did you tell them before you moved in with? No, I didn't. They had to deal with that for a few days. Yeah. You just wanted to string them along, or? No, I just needed the right time. I needed the right situation. We were going up. We went up to San Francisco for Labor Day weekend, and I asked her up there. How does the timing of it all work? How how long did you wait before? Uh, between asking her father and then proposing? I went quick because her mom uh, is a bit of a blabbermouth. Blabber, yeah. So I was worried that it was everyone was going to know. So I think I asked the day we were leaving on the trip, uh-huh. and that was before cell phones. <laughs> Sorry. And so <laughs> I knew I, if I could get Amy out of town without talking to her mom, I knew we'd be okay. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I think mine was about three months. Oh, my God. Because mine was kind of in a – I did on Catalina Island. And I had my buddy's a professional photographer. I had him like planted in the bushes to take pictures of the moment. So I had to make sure it was a time where like the three of us could get over there. And like there's my, no, they have a vacation house there that we had to make sure it was clear. And mm-hmm. there's things that went into it. So uh, it took some planning, but I wanted to make sure the big, because <laughs> I knew they were going to say yes, like to give me their blessing. But uh, just in case they didn't, I needed some time to recuperate from that. Right. Yeah. I forget what the spun off from. I think uh, it, it's just funny to think about. Because I've never lived by myself, and now that has Erica. So oh. it's like I feel like that's kind of like a necessary uh, step that everyone has to take before they're even ready to propose to someone. It's, just, yeah. it's hard for me to imagine proposing to someone or like a, even a guy proposing to some girl when that guy has you know two or three friends that he lives with in a house without her. That's a good point. Well, I, I guess you have to, have to plan to be getting a place with them. You don't have to buy a house these, in this day and age. That doesn't have to be a mandatory get married situation. Can. Yeah, these days <laughs> you really can't. Um, okay, I've got one more here. Uh, and let me just sum this one up. This is, I think, is pronounced Elise. And basically, she met a guy over the summer, and it was great, and they clicked, and it was amazing, and he was a gentleman and smart, determined, and fun, and really listened to her, which is an interesting compliment to make, and guys should take note of that. Uh, anyway, such a healthy, emotional connection. Things were perfect. He got a, an offer, a job offer in the Grand Cayman Islands that he couldn't turn down. It's a two-year deal. There was no bad blood, but they did end up just, we, we, they decided to end it. Uh, he left in November, and she can't stop thinking about him. She's been going out on dates, but she's having a really hard time because she compares every guy to the guy that left. She knows that that's wrong. She knows she shouldn't compare these people, but she can't help it. She doesn't feel for them what she felt for him, and she wants that again. So she asks, do you think, do you think it would be this hard to get over him if it wasn't meant to be? Two years is a long time, and he could be a completely different person by then. Or maybe it'll work out. But I know if I if I know it won't if I spend the next two years waiting around. Who would want to be with someone who did that? Hmm. Help! I suck at dating. See, they're dropping it. I mean, people like this turtle. <laughs> uh, P.S. What is Tanya's podcast called? She's hysterical. <laughs> Tanya is on scrubbing in with Becca Tilly. There we go. As well, like occasionally on Help! I suck at dating with Dean Ungler. And I Heart Radio podcast. And I Heart Radio podcast. And of course, she's on On Air with Ryan Seacrest every morning on Kiss FM in Los Angeles, Channel 11 on Sirius XM. It's a lot of Tanya. Yeah, it's a lot of Tanya. Find radio stations across the country. If you're interested in Tanya, you'll find her. Her Instagram handle is Tanya Rad. At Tanya Rad. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So, what do we tell Elise? I feel really bad for her. How old is Elise? Elise is 26. Oh. Do you think that? It's hard to get over <laughs> if we weren't meant to be. I think that she, so, so her That's question was. That's an interesting question. Yeah. So her question, just to repeat, was, do you think it'd be hard, this hard to get over him if it weren't meant to be? And I think that it can totally be hard to get over someone if it was still wasn't meant to be with them. And just because you're, I mean, I think it's just human nature to compare that every subsequent relationship with the one that you had the most feelings for, in my opinion. It's not like, it's not necessarily a matter of, 
you guys were soulmates. Maybe you are. I'm not going to say that you have, you were, but um, you know, you spend a lot of time with someone, you grow a connection with them. And then once you guys have to break up, especially for something like this, where it's not like you guys broke up because you didn't necessarily want to be together. It's kind of more of just a, a matter of, of proximity. Um, if you, if you definitely think you're able to get over him, it's going to be challenging, but I think probably like even 12 months in, you're going to be realizing that, um, it's not going to be incredibly difficult to get over. him. I think so. I think that, um, I think that time will tell. I, I, we've all had very difficult breakups in our life and then you get older and, and all of my breakups clearly were not meant to be because I'm very happy with my wife. So even though I had a terrible time with those breakups, clearly those weren't the right person for me. So time will tell. But I also think you answer your own question when you say, I know it's not going to work out if I spend the next two years waiting around. You mm-hmm. clearly don't want to do that. So don't do that. Go out there, date. Two years from now, maybe you'll be with somebody else. Maybe you won't. But we'll deal with you, the, the Elise of 2000, November 2019. We'll deal with her at the time and see if she's ready for him, for somebody else. My feeling is you're going to find somebody else. And maybe it's not going to be the same as with this guy. But it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be different, but it's going to be great. Erica, it's so sad to me this whole thing. Erica's more um, like just, cynical and straight to it. What do you? So what's your thought here? No, I just, I actually in this case, I'm like, talk to him every day. Who cares? You want to keep years, it alive? Two years is not that long in the grand scheme of things, to be honest. It's taken me like two long. years to get over it's a relationship. Well, she's 26. She'd be 28. Oh, okay. Okay. So that's hard. But who cares? She still has plenty of time to have babies after 28. But well, I think we, we need to know what he's thinking if she's going to do that. Right. She would have to have conversations with him. She can't just wait around and be like, I don't know. I hope in two years he calls me. Because if, if they're texting all the time and talking all the time, okay. That's That's cool. Yeah. But if she's texting, I, th- I think what his if response it, is to that is I don't think they're talking at all right now. If it was really, really really meant to be then this job offer no matter how good it was wouldn't have pulled him away for two years to allow them to end their relationship interesting i would never let someone i was dating not take the best job offer of their life for because me. you haven't been in love yet with the person that you're going to marry oh okay i was like no, excuse but- me i've been in love dean <laughs> <laughs> have you been in love uh i think so yeah I would, Dean yes. isn't saying he shouldn't have taken the job. Dean is saying that the universe would not have given this job oh. if you two were meant to be, right? And even if it did give it to him, if he felt the way, if he felt... It was the one. If, if she was the one, then he would have turned down the job offer. Look, I, I, I hate that every single email that comes in I have a personal story for, but I do. <laughs> Amy and I were together six months and I moved to Los Angeles. I'd already planned on doing it. We were in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I had already planned on it before I met Amy. So we met. I told her from the beginning... Fell in love, leaving sucked so bad, but I had to do it because I my whole life would have wondered what if I had gone to L.A.? What could have happened? Maybe I could have hosted a, 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 a phony game show at a theme park. Yeah. Maybe I could have met Dean Ungler one day and been on his podcast. True. So many possibilities. It wouldn't have happened if I hadn't moved to Los Angeles. Dean was probably not alive. Anyway, the point is, she ended up following me out here. A little different because Grand Cayman Islands is just a two, uh, two-year two thing, but she ended up coming out here, and that worked out really nicely. But we also didn't we also didn't say we're going to keep seeing each other. But you didn't really break up, We right? didn't really break you up either. Kinda... We just kind of let it linger. Who does that, by the way? <laughs> I don't, I don't no, know. I feel, I, like don't know. I feel like that's such a rare example because I feel like typically that wouldn't end well. But in this case, it did. But I'm saying that the universe still right. sent me to L.A., and it's still fate found a way to bring us together. So with Elise 
and the guy, fate will bring you together if it's meant to be. You just got to do your thing. But it's, I, believe it's, in that. I feel like it's kind of unfair of you to say, and a lot, of, and I'm I'm probably going to contradict myself here. Okay, please. Oh God. <laughs> it's easy to look back with with hindsight and be like, oh, fate is what led that to happen, or fate is what led that to be where we are now. When like when you were living it, I'm sure you're like, what the f- is going on? Like I don't know if this is a good idea. Part of my cursing. Um, <laughs> It's like when all that stuff is going on, I'm sure you and Elise, uh, I'm sorry, you and Amy were were questioning things just as much as Elise and this guy is. That's true. So it's like it's challenging to, I mean, I guess what you're blessed with now is perspective because you've been through it and you obviously are in a very successful and and healthy and happy relationship. Um, But when so much is uncertain in the future, it's like. Right. When Elise is 40, she'll, it'll all make sense yes. to her, but now it's hard to look at it Exactly. That way. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's true. There's like a million different outcomes, I'm sorry, like an infinite number of outcomes from this, and until she actually lives it and understands where she wants to go and what, and, and when she's actually like looking back on it is really the only moment where she's going to realize whether it was a good decision or not a good decision. So what's our advice for her? I think that she should move on. I think she should, she should start dating other people. I agree. Move on. Erica I'm, says- I'm open to her- pursuing other relationships but i don't think block this guy out completely if he reaches out maybe you should talk and two sure. years will pass sure but if she's going on dates clinging on to this guy who's in the right. game for two years she's, i'm single maybe i shouldn't be talking she, oh, no, she's should. self-sabotaging in that sense and so she should she should go into every new relationship with kind of like a blank uh, canvas a clean slate and, and allow it to unfold it's difficult because i mean i think we're all guilty of comparing yeah. new relationships to old relationships but when you remember an old relationship, at least in my case, all you tend to do is romanticize it and like remember the good things and you forget about all the negative things. Yep. And it's like when you True. look back at yourself in the moment of those relationships, you're like, I remember being miserable, but I'm going to think about the happy times instead. Which, by the way, is a crazy thing that our brain does. But it, it, yeah. 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 So maybe I don't know, she'll find someone regardless. Maybe this guy comes back and he calls her and she happens to be single. You really think it's going to happen? I have so much hope for these two and I don't even know this guy. Erica's a cynic, but she's a romantic at the same time. Should totally, she go 100%. visit him in the Grand Cayman Islands? Yeah. Because Why what not? a great trip. Yeah. No. What a beautiful thing. Once no? in a lifetime. Nope. Why? Okay, so here's a, a, an experience or a story from my personal experience. Not firsthand, secondhand. One of my great friends, um, I think I've talked about him on this podcast before. He just moved to Mumbai, India. Probably in October of last year, he, wow. he, was, he was dating this girl for four years uh, in Los Angeles. They were in love with each other. He so he he relocated to Mumbai for work. He got a job offer to open up uh, Amazon Unscripted Studio out in in, in Mumbai. Um, and his girlfriend, who had dated him and is very much a relationship type woman, was like, "Oh, my boyfriend is moving to Mumbai, and we're gonna break up because of that. What do I do?" So she moved to Australia, and like they were talking for a couple of weeks after they had both moved. And then after talking to him about it, he was like, no, it was like unfair of us to continue to talk because what we really need to do is be able to like dive into our current environments and find someone and, and like not really allow ourselves to hold each other back in that sense. So it's like, and now she is in another serious relationship with a guy. Um, I haven't talked to her and, you know, he's enjoying himself out in Mumbai. But I guess the point of it is it's like by clinging on to those those relationships, knowing that it might not necessarily work out in at least like the, the, the um, um, Current time with the word I'm looking for. Short term. The short term. The intermediary, is that a word? Uh, <laughs> uh, You're not interim? good with English. In the interim? Um it's it's they're like self-sabotaging in that sense. And they're like not allowing themselves to fully move on. You're right about that. If Amy hadn't moved out here, eventually that conversation would have had to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, why are we still talking? What are we doing? Because you're right, you're clinging on to something that's not happening. And you're not allowing yourself to move on. You're not allowing yourself to, to move to on. Be in a healthy relationship. Yes. But exactly. in that case, obviously I moved out. 
So maybe if Elise wants to move to the Grand Cayman Islands for But the it's only years. two years. That's a major, major that's deal. That's why I go visit. If you still have chemistry, maybe you'll I want, But that's, when I, that's what I wonder about is if she does visit, maybe it's amazing for a week. And maybe that's when she realizes, man, this is the real deal. And I'm just going to wait. Maybe they have a conversation about that and think, man, we really do love each other. Let's make this work. Let's FaceTime this and this and let's text and let's do all this stuff. Let's try to make this work. Or maybe she gets there and she's like, well... He's clearly that was fun, but n- yeah, not as into it as I am. Yeah. Or maybe she gets there, you know, it wasn't as great as I remember it being. The problem is, she could come back from an amazing vacation being like, "That was the worst trip of my life." But, but it was the Grand Cayman Islands. How bad could it be? I mean, when you're heartbroken, it could be pretty bad. I suppose. <laughs> I guess we keep forgetting that the relationship wasn't very serious before they even left. I know. I just wanted them. It to was be. kind of a summer <laughs> fling, but she said it was perfect. You want to know what she should do? Aren't all summer flings perfect? What should she do? She should send him a man crate. <laughs> oh, my. And he's on the beach, sledgehammering it open. Not crowbarring, sorry. Erica, that's what you should start doing. Instead of sending guys gifts of the sub seal <laughs> on Bumble, ask them for their address and send them a man crate that's right a, away. That, that, you know, that can add up real quick. Yeah, well, you want to know how you can save money? <laughs> using Dean? Use code Dean, you get 5% off. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Um, Eric, I don't know if you know what a man crate is, but let me talk about this first. Okay. Second, okay. So man crate, basically what a man crate is, is a perfect gift for any guy. It's a gift curated for, um, the significant other in your life. Any, honestly, anyone, your brother, your father, uh, Mark in studio loves the salami crate. I just love salami. I mean, bring it on. It's definitely my favorite deli meat. Yeah. And I bet the salami bouquet has different kinds of salami in it. I'm just yeah. assuming. Maybe that. some pepperoni too. But I, oh yeah. Uh, so you want to know what's funny about meat. salami and pepperoni? What's that? Which no one's really going to understand this reference, and I'm probably just going to make myself sound incredibly <laughs> weird. Okay. Salami and pepperoni are both delicious. Yes. But they're both uniquely different. You guys, remember, do you guys ever play Mortal Kombat? Yeah. Back in the day, Scorpion and Sub Zero, <laughs> very similar but uniquely different. <laughs> So when I do identical except for different colors. When I so are salami and pepperoni when you yeah. slice them. And whenever I think about salami or pepperoni, I think about Scorpion versus Sub Zero. It's the weirdest thing. I don't know why. Oh, Get over here. What's Sorry. different? Because salami is like in a. It, it's it's it's. Well, stuffed. it's like a it's like a pink purpley like patty looking thing. Oh, you're just talking about like the substance of it, like the like the like a sliced salami or sliced pepperoni, and the pepperoni is like a sliced red little patty thing, and Scorpion was like a yellow skeleton <laughs> with the thing over his mask, and Sub Zero was the same with the blue over his face. Anyways, that's sorry to get off topic. You will not get Scorpion or Sub-Zero in your man crate, but you could get the salami bouquet like Mark likes. Um, I bet there's a lot of these that I would like. Amy likes the Moscow Mule one. My uh, my roommate's girlfriend actually just sent him one for his birthday recently, and he was obsessed with it. He It's funny. He got the crate before I left to, to come tape this podcast, and he was like, what, what the hell is this? I was like, I don't know. I have to go. I'm sorry. And I got back. I was like getting texted from him the entire time I was here. I got back. He's like, dude, I've been trying so hard to open this crate. I can't get it open. And I was like, well, wh- why would she send you a crate that you're not able to open? And he was like, uh, he was like obsessing about it. He said it was like the, one of the most fun things he had to do to figure out how to open. Um, what's funny too is they, they include a crowbar because you actually need the crowbar to, to crank it open and, and get inside. So anyways, if you go to mancrates.com slash Dean, you'll get 5% off. Uh, they don't offer that discount anywhere else. So make, make whatever guy in your life you want happy, whether you just met him on Bumble <laughs> Whether you want to surprise him in the Grand Cayman Islands. Or your dad or Valentine's Day. I mean, there's lots of opportunities. I got to admit, I was cynical about man crates. I'm not a manly man. Mm-hmm. I don't drink beer. I don't drink alcohol. I don't like, I'm not, a, I don't hunt. I don't fish. I'm not like, you know, like I feel like 
I was thinking these are going to be for like manly guys. This isn't going to be for me. So I went on there and I scrolled through it and I was like, ooh, I want that. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, can I have that? There's so much because it is. It really is for every guy. Game night crate, that is for me. <laughs> it's Love games the game night and crate. popcorn and cookies like that is great for me. Old school crate, Rubik's Cubes, Slinkies, all these fun toys and yo-yos, baseball stuff. I love, I love Age half of these. for you. Age appropriate for me. I didn't expect to love these, but there's plenty for me. There's something for everybody, I promise. They're so specific. There's even a trout doorsman crate. I like to fish, but only trout. (laughs) And there's a crate for me. Long have we been ignored, but not anymore. Hook them and grill them. So there you have it, everyone. There's a crate for every occasion, even for the troutsmen in your family. Go to mancrates.com slash Dean for 5% off, and I promise whoever you get it for is going to love it. Where will you be watching the Super Bowl this weekend, Dean? Um, I'm traveling to Tahoe this weekend uh, with someone we might have discussed on this podcast this week. Whoa. <laughs> Hypothetically. And quite a few of my friends. We're going to be up, so we're going to be skiing. We're going to be doing a bunch of stuff. Actually, it's funny because that's where they filmed one of Ari's episodes of The Bachelor this year. Um, but anyways, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to... Wait, you're going to watch the game there? Yeah. Okay, fun. Like with a bunch of people? Yeah. There's like party? 20, 20 of us. Who's your pick? Patriots or Eagles? I think Patriots are going to win. 20 people. That's a party. That's a party. Yeah. Who do you guys want to win? Is I, I'm only rooting for the Eagles only because I'm tired of the Patriots winning every week, which I, every year, which I know is not a great argument, uh-huh. but I don't have a real passion for either team. And the Eagles have never won the Super Bowl, right. and they have really good fans. They have really devoted fans, so I think that'd be cool for Philadelphia. Their kinda, fans are also crazy, though. A little crazy, yeah. yeah. I hate myself for saying this because I'm a Broncos fan. I hate the Patriots. Always have, but... There's just something about how good they are that I almost kind of want to root for them, you know? And I'm a big fan of an underdog all the time, but they're just like to continuously cement Tom Brady and Bill Belichick's legacy. It's impressive. There's no question. It's very impressive. I hate myself that I'm even wanting them to win a lot. Well, last week, I felt like last year against Atlanta cemented their, cemented it for me, unfortunately. Yeah. And here they are back again. Yeah. Well, that'll be good. Well, enjoy, Dean. Thanks. I, can I ask you what you're doing? I, my parents are in town, so we'll be watching the game at my house. I have a tradition with my kids. They go play. Yeah. And then I say, girls, commercials. And they come and they watch the commercials with me. And then they and then they come for the halftime show. That sounds exactly like my childhood. Really? Now I watch the games. But, <laughs> um, yeah. Playing like soccer outside. Then it's like, the commercials are on. Yeah, they're That's playing Barbie. I hate yeah. the commercials. <laughs> they get worse and worse. They're just too cheesy. They are. They're cheesy. so, they're, I don't know. They're just so over the top. They are. I can't handle them. Well. We're not going to argue with you on that. Okay. There's yeah. something for everybody watching yeah. that game. Easton, what about you? I'm not that big into football, not big into sports. Uh, I just bought a bunch of IKEA furniture, so I'm gonna put that together on Super Bowl Sunday. Was there a sale after the uh, passing of the founder? Oh. N- no, we uh, we did raise a dowel and an Allen wrench in his memory, though. Good. His spirit lives on yep. in Easton's house. Yes, every room. Um, all right. Well, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, I was admittedly in a bad mood when this podcast started. I'm still not entirely over it. <laughs> We've got a lot of talking to do behind the scenes. Uh, But your emails really definitely help perk me up. I I definitely always appreciate them. Uh, Again, take everything that I say with a big grain of salt, but take everything Mark says with a little bit more serious uh, allure to it. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Keep those emails coming. I suck at dating at iheartmedia.com. Next week, we're going to talk to a meditation expert. uh, Help me get in the right headspace for this show. (laughs) And I've I've meditated before. I've actually, I've worked a lot with headspace. Um, There used to be a client of mine here in Los Angeles. uh, And... It's hard for me to focus, I think, is, is the issue that I have with meditating. But it's funny. If you look at all the successful people in basically in, in any industry, the one common denominator that they all have is that they meditate and, and they, they swear by it. So 
could be interesting. We'll see how that goes. Um, thank you again for tuning into this week's episode. Thanks to Erica, Mark, Easton for for being here. Um, I'm going to leave Amy out again because I'm a little annoyed with her. Oh, my God. Uh, so tune in next week for another episode of Help I Suck at Dating. Thank you for listening. Um, maybe next week we'll have a different title. Follow Help <laughs> I Suck at Dating with Dean Unglert on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.